Welcome to the Snach Podcast. Today, Malachim Betz, Perak Bet, Chapter 2. We're going to start our podcast today with three questions. Question one relating to verse one. It was when God was going to take Eliyahu in a storm heavenwards. Why does the chapter give away the punchline right at the beginning? This is like a spoiler. We're waiting to be going as Eliyahu and Elisha walk and suddenly chariots of fire come and take Eliyahu heavenwards. But we give the the main event, away in the very opening verse. That's question one. Question two. I'll put it this way. Everybody seems to know that Eliyahu is going to die today, but nobody's willing to talk about it. We see Eliyahu and Elisha travel first from Gilgal to Beit El, and from Beit El to Yericho. And in each place they meet the Benain of Iim, the trainee prophets or the bands of prophets, and they turn to Elisha and they say, Hayadata, do you know Do you know that today God is going to take your master from above your head? And Elisha responds, says, Gamaniadati, I also know. Hecheshu. Shh, be quiet. Keep it quiet. So all the Bnei Nevi'im know that Eliyahu is going to die. And Elisha knows that Eliyahu is going to die. And Eliyahu himself also knows. Eliyahu keeps on saying to Elisha, stay here, stay in Gilgal, stay in Betel, stay in Jericho. And Elisha keeps on saying, no, I'm going with you. I'm not going to leave you. Chai Hashem v'chai and eventually, when they do make it over the Jordan, um, he says, Ask, what can I give you before I am taken from you? So the Benenavim know that Eliyahu is going to die. Elisha knows. And Eliyahu himself knows. Everybody knows. But no one wants to talk about it. What is the nature of this strange drama? What's the nature, nature of the drama where... Eliyahu keeps on saying to Elisha, stay back. And Elisha says, no, I'm not going to leave you. What's what's happening here? That's question two. Question three. In their final conversation, Eliyahu says, as we saw, he says, tell me, what can I do before for you before I'm taken from you? And Elisha said, please give me a double portion of your spirit upon you. Now, this is a very strange thing. Is really the student asking to be double the power of his master? If you look at Rashi, Rashi says that Eliyahu did eight miracles and Elisha did 16. Is Elisha really asking to be twice as great as his master? That would seem to be a strange thing. And what's Eliyahu's answer? He says, if you see the way I'm taken from you, if you see me taken from you, then then that will be so. 
What is this very, very strange exchange that is happening here? So let's begin to answer the questions. My contention in this chapter is that this is far less a question of how Eliyahu dies and much more of a question of Elisha's succession of Eliyahu. Notice how the entire chapter is a sort of chiasm as they go from Gilgal to Beit El to Jericho to the Jordan and then they cross the Jordan and that's where Eliyahu goes up to heaven. But then Elisha needs to cross back over the Jordan and he too manages to split the river just like Eliyahu had done, showing that he is Eliyahu's successor. From there, he goes to Jericho, from there to Beit El, and he doesn't go back to Gilgal, which is apparently where he's been living, but he goes to Mount Carmel, almost presuming his, his position, taking up his position as Eliyahu's successor, and then to Shomron, to Samaria, the, the site of government. So maybe this is really the question of whether Elisha can succeed Eliyahu. And this will answer our third question, because the the issue is, what does he mean when he says, I'd like a double portion? Um, I would, you know, give me And it's here that the Radak gives us the clue. And he says, this is based on the verse in Dvarim, where we talk about the role of the Bukhar, the role of the firstborn. Imagine that you have somebody who has, let's say, four children, four boys, and they need to inherit him. So the firstborn actually gets a double portion. It doesn't mean he gets double of what his father had. Obviously, the father's inheritance is only what it is. But even though there are four boys, the father divides the, the possessions of the father, the inheritance is divided into five sections. The Bukhar, the firstborn, gets two, and the other three children each get one. What are we saying? That when Elisha asks Eliyahu, please could I have double of your spirit? What he's actually saying is, I want to be your successor. I want to be named as your successor. I want to be recognized that I am the Bukhar. I am the firstborn. I am the premier prophet amongst the other prophets. And now I go back to the interesting discussion which is happening between Eliyahu and Elisha all the way along. Eliyahu comes to Betel and he says, stay here. Because God has sent me to Betel, stay here. Because God has sent me to Jericho, and Elisha says, "Chai Hashem, v'chai nafshechai mezveka, I won't leave you." What's Eliyahu saying to Elisha? Eliyahu is saying to Elisha, "You're just one of the prophets. I have no clue whether you will succeed me. I know I have lots of students, and I can't denote. I can't choose a successor. You go back to the other prophets, and what will emerge will emerge." Now, interestingly enough, all the prophets already recognize Elisha as Eliyahu's protege. How do I know that? Because they say to him, don't you know that today God will take your master from over your head? In other words, they recognize that there is a special relationship between Eliyahu and Elisha. Elisha requests of Eliyahu, 
Give me a double portion. Give me more than the others. Name me as your successor. And what's Eliyahu's response? He says, if you see the way that I am taken from you, then you will know. If you can see the way I'm taken from you, you are, you have uh, this special vision. If you can't, then you won't. And then we see the critical scene, which is that they're walking together and suddenly a chariot of fire and horses separate the two of them. And Eliyahu goes up to heaven in the chariot. And what does it say? The Elisha Ro'er, Elisha does see. And he cries out, Avi, Avi, Rechav Yisrael Parashav. He sees the chariots. He sees the horses. In other words, indeed, Elisha is, does have this phenomenal vision, this prophetic vision. By the way, the other prophets don't. If you keep reading the narrative, the other prophets say, oh, maybe Eliyahu's just flying, flown away. Let's go look for him. Maybe he landed in one of the hills or one of the valleys. They haven't seen what Elisha sees. Elisha has a type of vision which exceeds the vision of all of the other Bnei Nevi'im. And this proves that he is indeed the successor of Eliyahu Hanavi. That's it for today. See you tomorrow. 